We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sorry about that. Delayed start. My bad. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Guilty as Charged podcast, covering the Chargers for Blue Wire Network. Uh, coming to you live after the Chargers victory over the Miami Dolphins and Emmanuel Acho's clown ass as well. Uh, so excited to dive into all this with my guys. Uh, Alex is out sick tonight, so Arjun is joining us again for two days in a row uh, for just a little bit. Got to go do some PFF coverage as well, but... Uh, Arjun, thanks for taking the time to join us tonight, man. How are you doing? It's vindication. That's the best <laughs> word. Where, again, the whole lead up to as a winner, Tua can over Tua has overcome all of these obstacles. You know, there's no excuses, right, for Justin Herbert. He he's going up against an injured Dolphins defense. The Chargers defense is more injured than you know the Dolphins defense. Like Tua is going to put up a a big a big game. Herbert. I think had the best QB performance I've watched this year. And I, I obviously I probably have some bias saying that, but I legit thought he was perfect outside of one bad sack on the, yeah. the Eric Rowe blitz and one bad throw. I, I it's tough to really fault him at all this, this game. And again, when we talk about this team would sink without Justin Herbert, I literally mean this team would sink without Justin Herbert. The defense had a great game plan, but the offense would not have been able to move the ball if Herbert wasn't almost perfect with his pocket movement, perfect with his throws. It was the culmination of everything we've talked about that Herbert is great at, put on one game for everyone to see, for the whole nation to see. And that was that was perfect. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we said yesterday, or, or you said yesterday, right? Like this was this needed to be similar to the Bengals game heading into last year, where it was very obvious who was the better quarterback of the two. And I yeah. think we absolutely had that resolution tonight. If anybody doubted the facts of of who is better tonight, I mean, Tua goes ten for twenty five for one hundred forty five <laughs> yards and a touchdown, which Michael Davis tripped on Tyree Kill's feet. So I don't know how much stock you really put into that. Uh, Justin Herbert goes thirty nine for fifty one. 367 yards and the touchdown. So obviously we were a little left a little meat on the bone on the offense. We'll certainly dive into that, but uh, just an incredible, frankly, masterclass from Justin Herbert. And I, I thought that he was fantastic tonight. So uh, Tyler is here as well, man. <laughs> Tyler coming live from uh, the family's living room, move, you know, doing the show in the midst of a move. So I uh, appreciate you taking the time to join us as well tonight. How are you doing, man? I'm doing very well. The move's going very well, but yes, I'm over here in uh, the dining room of my parents' house to, you know, A, watch the game and then B, stream right afterwards. And um, I'll tell you what, man, I got plenty of extra boxes if Emmanuel Acho needs help moving or clearing <laughs> out his desk. I got a couple of boxes and some tape if you need uh, need some help there. Now, um, I hate to say that, you know, we needed this and that we won, but I really feel like we needed this and that we won tonight because there was not a whole lot of logic going into this game of, of why the Chargers could pull this off, especially with all the injuries and the last minute injuries. It's like, okay, defense isn't great as is. Offense has not been clicking. Defense loses Derwin James, especially the other day, Bryce Callahan. And it's like, you just kind of felt like you knew where this story was going, but plot twist, the Chargers came out both on defense and on offense and, and were, they, they did enough. And the defense certainly did more today, but Justin Herbert, man, like there's nothing about the play calls really that suggested that this was something that they were able to put together because of Joe Lombardi, outside of a great wildcat call, which I didn't see coming, yeah, um, I, I didn't. I didn't expect the wildcat option or whatever to be run by Eckler there, but that was great. Um, but you could just see Herbert playing off script and doing different things. Pressure in his face. I, I don't think the pressures from you know last week to this week were really all that different. It felt like almost as many pressures, although some of that was kind of by design on the rollouts. But like you said, nearly a perfect game, phenomenal game. One of my favorites I've, I've seen him and really just considering, I know he doesn't, he's not, on, he's not on social media or not all that much. I know he doesn't really care, but considering all the narratives heading into this game, whether he cared or not, like he did kind of need this for his outlook in the NFL and for him to put up the performance that he did and just show what it really looks like when you're a superior class of quarterback. It was outstanding, phenomenal. I know there's only one touchdown there, but he played far far better than that yeah absolutely i, I you know i uh i kind of think somebody was like talking to him about you know all the narratives that were happening because mm. i mean we saw <laughs> several instances of which you know he was just like so fired up and we don't really see that we've seen that from big yeah. plays obviously mm -hmm. but you know like even the the keenan allen conversion where he just he pinned that shit right on keenan oh allen's chest God. it was just a piss <sighs> missile <laughs> and, uh, you know, you see Justin get up and point right at Keenan and, and yell yeah. at him. We don't really see that from Justin. He, he did a first on finger point. Also yeah, that's what I was going to say next. You know, okay. we, we see the old, you know, Philip Rivers uh, first down finger point, which I thought was <laughs> awesome. So I don't know if uh, people were like in his ear talking about it, but uh, we definitely saw a lot more emotion from uh, Justin Herbert tonight. And I like I don't know if this was necessarily what I would say his best game, but I think it's probably my favorite game of his. I 100% agree. Just because of like everything that is happening, you know, I, like I mean, you're talking about two backup tackles, 
I mean, Christian Wilkins was destroying them. And it wasn't just Zion. Obviously, people were mentioning me and saying that it was Zion. You know, he was beating Corey Lindsley on some plays. He was beating Foster mm-hmm. Sorrell at some plays, too. I mean, Jalen Phillips had like three sacks and, you know, just, <laughs> you know, taking a beating as he has done and just standing in there, making consistent throws. We finally saw him kind of be able to uncork a deep pass to Mike Williams. So, yeah, I, I think we've seen better performances from Justin Herbert, but I think this is probably my favorite one of his career so far. Yeah, it's definitely on the Mount Rushmore. It, it's tough because he's got so many gosh darn great performances, but yeah. it, it there are so many performances that he's had where he also wasn't able to cap it off with the win. Not even his fault. That's this very just, true. This one just finishing out with the win just makes it very complete. And yeah, some social media stuff for us kind of <laughs> makes it my favorite as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you might be right, Stephen. There might be better tape from Herbert. I personally think this was Herbert's best game just because – he sustained high volume through for a ton of yards and again didn't make one mistake in my like didn't make one turnover worthy play didn't have one ball where i was like okay maybe you should have had that back i still and i i still think despite all of that he was still hampered by play calling the amount of third down screens in this game was was too much at times i can understand running a screen when everyone's playing off the line of scrimmage they're running screens on third and two on fourth and two it's just like again I think Herbert overcame a lot of that. And I still think the play calling could have been better. Obviously it's tough to criticize anything after a loss, but yeah, I think it, it was still, it still felt like a conservative performance um, that Herbert just was elite in almost every aspect. Yeah. And no, I think people will be okay if, with us criticizing Joe Lombardi tonight. I mean, there, <laughs> I, I thought the screen call on like the third and it was like third and 20 in the red zone. Yeah. Where I ended up taking it to the one. Sure. I thought that was really smart. You know, dolphins clearly playing for the sticks uh, you know, playing at the end of the end zone line. I thought that was a really smart screen call, but there, I mean, there were at least five times in the red zone where, you know, you're asking Justin Herbert to throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just mm-hmm. was so frustrating every time they got down there, you know, just the conservative nature of it. And really outside of the Mike Williams touchdown, that was the only throw at the end zone. And, you know, having that kind of approach yeah. with Justin Herbert uh, just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, of course, DeAndre Carter probably scores that touchdown if he doesn't slip, and you can make that argument. But on yeah. fourth down, you're throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. They kept on doing that all night. So I agree. You absolutely, you know, had some meat left on the bone from the play calling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Justin Herbert overcoming that to the tune that he did. I mean, you're talking about 102 passer rating tonight from Justin Herbert. Um, just thought that he was incredible, you know, masterclass performance. And this is really the first time that we've seen him put together uh you know a complete performance like that uh really all season and you know i don't think it's any coincidence that this was the first game that the chargers main three receivers were finally Mm -hmm. all on the field together and started and finished the game yeah you want some more throws to the end zone donald parham is probably coming back next week and i'm sure that's going to help one or two plays if you know again yeah cross your fingers on that one but um uh almost had another one if the illegal snap uh, did not yeah. exist. I'm oh. still unsure. He had two two guys were going to score. It was pick your poison on that one. I think Josh Palmer was the one wide open, and then someone else underneath. Couldn't tell you why that's illegal or not. We're getting a lot of people saying it's Nacho fault in the chat. Um, hey, I appreciate the engagement, but you know, let's uh, <laughs> let's keep it open for other people. Yeah, I think man. you know again part of the O lines or the red zone stuff is like it didn't seem like Lombardi had any faith in his offensive line, hence. The screen yeah. calls, hence the quick passes. I, I loved the play action stuff today. I thought the play action uh 
uh, package was was near where where I kind of wanted it. I think a lot of it was yeah. still like a lot mm-hmm. of like five yard outs on yeah. you know, Herbert's back foot to the sideline. But that's also because Dolphins had a free rusher. But that's also why Keenan Allen was and was open. But it's like it's kind of shown that this offense line sucks. Um, obviously this is a tough matchup for them with Phillips and Chubb and Ingram. And yeah. I mean, Christian Wilkins after Herbert was the best player on that field, in my opinion, yeah, like that guy was a strange animal today, but they're like Foster Sorrell is getting to storm Norton levels where I just like, I don't know what he's good at. Yeah. Like at least storm Norton at times could like move guys in the run. Like even Sorrell can't do that. And no. Steven, we are, you weren't there for the analytics episode, but when I was talking with Alex, the one thing I said is, the Chargers should not be running up the middle because that's where the Dolphins' run defense had the most success. I said running outside left or outside right was, you know, a better option. And they ran it up the middle three times on the first drive for like two yards or something. So, <laughs> again, at times I didn't really get the game plan. I didn't like the screen no. games, but I thought the play action game, moving Herbert in the pocket, it was uh, it, like those aspects were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think if you take this exact game plan and just copy paste it, against the Raiders, you probably win that game too. Like, yeah. So, you know, Joe Lombardi deserves like a little bit of praise. I mean, he wasn't atrocious tonight, so good job. Uh, you know, you did the bare minimum tonight. So um, appreciate him, you know, allowing Justin Herbert to get out of the pocket and do some play action thing and things like that. And, and Herbert was lethal on play action tonight. And again, as uh, Arjun has always pointed out, you don't have to be an effective run team to be an effective play action team as we blatantly saw tonight. Although the Chargers did have some very crucial rushing plays on that very last drive mm-hmm. yeah. in the Wildcat package, like Tyler mentioned, and then obviously that uh, 12-yard run from Austin Eckler. So, um, again, offensive game plan definitely left a lot of meat on the bone, but it was definitely better than it was last week. Um, all right, before we move on here, have a bunch of super chats. You guys are lightening up tonight, so appreciate that. Uh, first and foremost, from Ross, much earlier in the show, uh, Miami Dolphins. Uh, what happened to the? I love that meme that goes around. I don't know who that guy is, but it's fantastic content. Um, and uh, you know, shout out to Ross for uh, the super chat. Um, he's a TikTok guy. He's a TikTok guy. He's not a Utah guy. I think he's like an Ohio State guy. But Utah definitely. I said, I said, uh, tic, I said TikTok. Oh, TikTok guy. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. No, he's like. I don't, I don't want to sound mean, but he's like kind of, you know, special. So uh, he like, he, you gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. know, so it's a lot of. It's, 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 it's great. Content. It's, it's great there. content. Yeah. Uh, Key Lewis as well says bolt TF up. Absolutely. Again, huge win. We'll talk about the ramifications of all of that in a second here. Uh, Tyler's mom, shout out as always. With the- Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. right there on the spot. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a, I think we had one from your dad too uh, later on. So okay. I don't know if you want to yell at him too. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Incredible content. Um, Brandon Roy as well. He says, "Crazy, we can go from all hope lost last week to all the way back after this." I love it. Get healthy, get clean, uh, and clean things up in the red zone. Love having a social media quarterback. So. Again, uh, there was some uh, news from Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport that we can get to at some point from this. But, Please. Uh, you know, it does sound like the Chargers are getting healthier. Tyler mentioned Donald Parham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey Bosa potentially coming back, uh, you know, pretty soon here, re- mm-hmm. returning to practice this week. So I, I think there's a chance that we see him play at least limited snaps here against the Titans, which would be 
you know, huge. The pass rush showed up in some key moments tonight, but definitely mm-hmm. need him back. Uh, Tom Pelissero saying that Joey Bosa has looked great in uh, personal workouts lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, you know, we're excited to, to potentially see him back. And again, I think that makes this win that much more crucial. 100%. Because mm-hmm. Joey Bosa, you know, coming back can actually like matter in a win-loss column and really help this team in a playoff push. Yeah, it's huge. I had I, ex- I thought that December was the return for him. And so I guess this is kind of on track. But as we'd heard from Staley leading up to really today you know oh he's a ways away we'll see status quo all these quotes so i didn't expect joey bose oh all of a sudden he's gonna be practicing this week i mean that's enormous and the secondary has really figured it out over the last few weeks i mean oh, yeah. we'll talk about them as a stud or whatever but holy crap the secondary is playing so so well in theory they're getting Duran back you know as well if joey bose is back i mean I really thought after hearing that news that we would go the direct Chargers route. Like the next obvious thing was the Chargers would lose this game and then we just get these players back and it wouldn't mean anything. But right. they won. And so it just means so much, like you said. And potentially at the end of that report too, Rashawn Slater is actually potentially going to come back before the season ends. Not even just, you know, in some late game in the postseason. So, hey, uh, all good things today so far. I'm sorry. Yeah. What's what's with the Nacho fault comments today? I'm I'm confused. I guess the director sent some uh, fans over just to, you know, throw some comments in the chat. I appreciate all the support. Cool. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. We've you know, had a you know ton of uh, people in the chat tonight, so appreciate it. Uh, yes. Is there was that? I'm assuming that was a reference he made. Uh, so, you know, shout out to the director, um, yeah. Arjun. Uh, what were you saying? No, I like I want to give a ton of credit to Brandon Staley because. Again, the reason I was so low on the Chargers heading to this game, even when with all the offensive guys back, was I just Staley didn't have like this. It didn't seem like he had a thing to like change a scheme week over week. It was like there was no adjustments. It was like either mm-hmm. you execute or you don't. But I was yeah. really impressed because it seemed like he copied the 49ers scheme from last week. Press mm-hmm. coverage, drop your linebacker super far back. Make them take mm-hmm. the underneath stuff because they're beating – they beat teams on these 10-yard digs, these 10-yard ins. He adjusted his scheme while still keeping a lot of the fundamentals intact, and it worked. Like, that is the sign that, you know, he's a good head coach – or he's a good defensive coach. I think, you know, I, I think there's still some room for improvement. <laughs> he was still a little bit aggressive going for it on fourth down multiple times in goal to go situations. Um, but yeah, the defensive game plan was the best I've seen, not only this year, but in Staley's career, like head coaching career props to him for that. Michael Davis, great game. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't really know if any defensive player had like that bad of a game and Braden Fajoko, I thought was awesome in both the run game and in, uh, in the pass rush. Yeah. Um, I guess while we're, do you happen to have the stats for any of these trench players yet? By chance, uh, I can send it to you. I gotta, I gotta hop off to PFF right now. Oh um, man, leave it a second. That's okay. <laughs> we'll we'll catch each other on Twitter the rest of the week, guys. So yeah, if you ever need sure. anything, just hit me up. But yeah, we got uh, all the receipts coming later. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Have a good one, Arjun. Appreciate see it. See you. All right. So um, you know, kind of uh, building off of his point, and we can certainly get to some of the other super chats here, but. Um, you know, you want to talk about somebody's best performance, man. I thought Brandon Staley and his coaching staff, by far, this was their best performance on defense that we've seen in the last year and a half or so from the Chargers. I mean, again, 
the four of us gave them no chance to winning this game. I mean, especially when you you don't have Derwin James in this game, you don't have Sebastian Joseph Day, Bryce Callahan, and the Chargers come out and for the most part, largely erase this Miami Dolphins passing attack. Again, you had the one broken play on the on the fumble, which was insane. Michael Davis trips on Tyreek Hill's feet. Outside of that, man, outside of those two big plays, the Chargers defense was completely nails tonight, and they deserve a ton of credit. Again, you know, just the way that they were able to come through and really pounce on this Miami Dolphins defense, I thought was fantastic. Very reminiscent of the Steelers game last year. Obviously, the Steelers were nowhere near close to, you know, what the Miami Dolphins have done. But just Mm -hmm. being undermanned and executing at this high of level. I mean, even Kenneth Murray had some fantastic plays and coverage tonight. Obviously, wish we would have been able to come down with that one interception. But, um, I mean, everybody was flying around and making, you know, high-level plays. and, And there wasn't really a ton of, like, explosive plays from the Chargers defense like it wasn't like they just had you know two turnovers or you know just some some weird you know missed field goal or something like that Mm -hmm. like play in and play out I think this was the best defensive performance performance we've seen from the Chargers since Brandon Staley has been hired yeah if you look at the the total team stats for the Dolphins if you take that 60 yard touchdown away which you know that happens in some games sometimes but they had 159 yards yeah take that touchdown away and, and 40 of those yards came in that final drive where the Chargers were just giving them anything over the middle to run out the clock. I mean, they, like you said, it wasn't just a great half, you know, a great even three quarters. Like, they played legitimately great defense and suffocated this Miami offense. That was very good. You know, this is a top five offense, or at least top ten offense. Maybe there's some, you know, banged up injuries here and there, but this is a very, very good offense. And the Chargers, I believe, have not beaten a winning team our team with a winning record all year and for them to do it shorthanded like who would have thought no derwin james no bryce callahan hold the dolphins to really three points i know it won't actually be that for this defense but yeah. i can't think of a better defensive performance from brandon's daily's defense his entire tenure and you know maybe it's a one-off thing maybe it's just a really good game plan that you kind of you know mimicked from another team maybe it's because you're facing Tua on a very off night but I mean, listen, the Chargers, they couldn't get past 23 points today, which wasn't great on offense. It was enough, obviously, but it was enough. Like, your your defense did more than enough. Unfortunately, they were so unlucky, but they did enough tonight. And Justin Herbert was allowed to be great, and he didn't have to do too much, I never thought. And it just really showed a really balanced win for this team. It was, man, like, this defense came to play, and I've been very critical of Brandon Staley, and I have to, you know, sandwiching you know he was my i think my stud of the game you know, against the 49ers and uh-huh. there were some really bad performances but he's got to be you know a stud today or at least we have to give him a lot of praise today because that was an exceptional performance and uh his defensive tackles are having fun on social media right now i'll say that much <laughs> hell yeah they are sebastian joseph day brain fahoko calling a whole lot of people out and i'm here for it oh, yeah. um you know phoenix flame also pointed out you know this is this is really like the true first time where we've seen like a a signature Brandon Staley defensive moment that was consistent all mm-hmm. the way throughout because I mean you go up against the 49ers in that situation and you lose a lot of injuries within that game but you still had some you know meat on that bone and there wasn't it wasn't super consistent from play one to play to the end of the game tonight was was that case like up until Again, you know, up until the very end of this game, the Chargers defense was out there. They were battling their asses off. They were executing at a high level. 
Michael Davis, Asante Samuel Jr., Jossier Taylor were mm-hmm. constantly in the right position to make plays on the football. And Alohi Gilman yep. and Austin Adder played very well in, in spot duty as well. I mean, this is two players that I've been very critical of. I thought Alohi Gilman had some fantastic plays. <laughs> it's a damn shame that Tyreek Hill scored on that play because so that was such a fantastic force fumble mm-hmm. by Alohi Gilman and potentially could have, again, changed that game. So, I mean, the Chargers secondary has been much maligned this year. The mm-hmm. Chargers run defense has been much maligned this year. So has Brandon Staley. And for them to show up in this moment on Sunday Night Football against mm-hmm. a legitimate top five offense and hold them down the way they did, they deserve a massive hat tip. And it, frankly, saved the Chargers season. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, I, I really didn't expect this. Everyone was betting on the over for any of two. <laughs> I mean, nobody had... You know, again, if you delete that 60-yard touchdown that was a trip, nobody had 85 yards of passing offense for Tua this game. But and yes, he was off. Like he was definitely off. It wasn't like a perfect game from him. There were plays I'm sure he'd want back. But the defense played so like these DBs, man. It, it's so weird to think that. And I wish we had seen more of JC Jackson, but I mean, dude, since then, like these three DBs, and then obviously, you know, Derwin, safety's been hit or miss. But these corners are playing so freaking well. But and then you see Jaw Taylor come out and have what seems like a very good game. I mean, I didn't see anything, you know, awful. He had he's second on the team in tackles this game, or at least in total tackles. It just speaks to the the, the coaching in the secondary, at least this game, the plan that they had. It was a real privilege to watch it. And Michael Davis, man, like we can't say enough at this point. Um, he's gonna have the 60 yard touchdown on his numbers, which really sucks. Yeah. But the dude's only allowing. 20 yards 30 yards max per game since he really took over as a starter he's legitimately playing good football and asanda samuel jr and michael davis like are either of them corner ones right now no but they're both really good corner twos for you and if you can go toe-to-toe with you know tyree kill granted he was a bit hobbled jalen waddle and these guys and and this passing offense that was supposed to be so good if you can go toe-to-toe with those guys I mean, and props to them, seriously. Like the, the DBs have really saved the season, even though they're six, well, now seven and six. These guys are playing lights out football right now, and it's really awesome to watch. Yeah. I mean, there were obviously Asante had the one pass interference. I think Michael Davis had the one, you know, illegal contact, um, which I thought both of those were, you know, pretty soft, ticky tacky penalties. Um, but they played fantastic. And cons- like I said, consistently in the right position to make plays on the football. Um, there was that one uh, target to Jalen Waddle on kind of a deep over, and Asante Samuel Jr. cut it off beautifully. Oh yeah! And if Tua if Tua makes an on-target throw right there, mm-hmm. that's an interception by Asante Samuel Jr. without a doubt. And um, you know, again, there were some other plays where Tua was just uh, consistently off in terms of allowing his receivers to be in a position to track the ball. But you know, credit to the Chargers for being in consistent position. You know, uh, Michael Davis had uh, two or three great times where he was. You know, use the sideline as that extra extra defender, exactly. essentially forcing you know the Dolphins receiver out of bounds. I thought those two played fantastic tonight, and you know definitely to deserve it. Uh, a lot of credit tonight, and Morgan Fox, man, Morgan Fox, dude, that third quarter sack that he had, huge. I think really was a momentum swinging point for the Chargers because that took the Dolphins out of field goal range. It took them out of range of potentially going for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. And, and really save the Chargers on that particular possession. So I've said this before, man. Morgan Fox has been incredible this season. I think he is one of the best free agent signings of any team in the offseason in the NFL. 
just consistently bringing pressure, winning, uh, and obviously, you know, setting a career high in pressures and sacks this year. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Morgan Fox is just a fantastic addition to this team. He's been awesome. He's been so good, especially with all these injuries. We, we just talked about him, but we talk, keep talking about him again. Like that sack, like you said, for whatever reason, like his straight line pass rush, he just gets to the quarterback. There doesn't seem to be like these missed opportunities for him. Like if he gets there, he's going to get there and he's going to get the quarterback. And it was huge for this team today. He's been awesome. Like you said, one of the, has to be one of the best free agent signings of the offseason, except his competition is the other guy, Bryce Callahan, who didn't yeah. play. But as another guy has been one of the best free agent signings. And these were two signings that happened after the draft. I mean, geez, you see Telesco finally kind of break character a bit. And granted, it was, it was a Brandon Staley signing. They go get some guys after the draft because they knew they have some needs. And poof, you know, what would the season be like if they had been complacent and not gotten Morgan Fox, not went out of their way to get Bryce Callahan, or even Kyle Van Noy, who tonight had a very good game himself. Yeah. The Chargers would have lost the game tonight if, if Telesco didn't, or again, Brandon Staley, didn't go out <laughs> and make those moves. Wish they had done the same thing at right tackle because we you know, <laughs> might be a bit better uh, on offense yeah. right now. But um, still, like the, Morgan Fox stepping up in huge, huge ways. Um, Arjun said Braden Fajoko as well. He had a, I think he had a pressure this game. I think he's got two pressures on the season now. Let's go. You know, cranking up those <laughs> pressures. Um, what was his tweet tonight? It was like, "Come here, Acho, come down to the stage." He said he t- he tweeted at Acho and was like, "Come up to the stage." Uh, you bum. <laughs> yeah, just you knew he had that saved in the drafts and had it ready to oh, go for the second oh, he got to the oh, locker room. <laughs> oh, I don't think he's ever sprinted in his life, but I think he sprinted the locker room <laughs> and just hit send on that one. He was ready. My goodness. Oh. oh man, I hope I hope guys like Keenan and Derwin and the guys that are like actually active on social Ooh. media just kind of go off tonight. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, I mean the Chargers um, already posted like a clown show video yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You you knew the Chargers social media was gonna go off tonight. Oof. That uh, Peaky Blinders clip that they posted this morning. <laughs> um, I know the Chargers obviously haven't been like a great franchise, but the social media team continues to get dubs oh. on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Arjun sent in some pressure stats in the chat if you want to uh, talk about those, or I can just read it off up to you. Uh, how long ago did he send them? I keep scrolling. I don't see him. Oh, in our in our DMs. Oh, in our chat. DMs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you want to read them off? Sure. So uh, in terms of the Chargers pass rushers, I don't think he's including linebackers here. Khalil Mack, four. Morgan Fox, three. Rumpf, Kyle Van Noy, uh, each had two. And then I don't see one for Fahoko. I don't see one for like Tranquil, who definitely had a pressure. Um, so I think that's just not linebackers. And then in terms of pass or pressures pass given protection. up. Yeah. Yeah. Serral had seven. Whew. Sawyer had four. Filer, three. Zion, two. Uh, Lindsley isn't listed. So I'm guessing Lindsley had zero. I know he was beat by Wilkins, but I think that was a run play. Yeah, mistaken. it was a run play. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing for Lindsley, two for Zion, three filer, four Sellier, seven for Serral, and it, it certainly felt like that. I uh, again, I, I think the Chargers in the offseason did a lot of smart things, but that right tackle spot mm-hmm. still consistently just drives me crazy. Because, like, imagine if Trey Pipkins had not gone and trained with Duke Mannyweather. Like, imagine where they would be at right tackle if Trey had not finally developed, and it would just be. A disaster. So hopefully Trey can come back next week. It'd be huge to keep him healthy for the final uh, four weeks. So, uh, you know, they they desperately need him back. 
in the offseason. I think you absolutely give Trey an extension, and I'm signing a, a veteran swing tackle immediately. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, you know. <laughs> Well, that happens. happens there. Yeah, let's see what happens there. Uh, all right, let's get to some of these other super chats too. Uh, I obviously am I'm having a hard time scrolling up all the way to find some of them. <laughs> um, you know, appreciate the the spamming of the chat again. Uh, we'll start with the most recent one, L. Ron Hoya Bembe. I'm sorry, I probably butchered that. Um, he said, "Bolt up, gentlemen. Appreciate all you guys do." Tyler, the South Park clip you retweeted made me piss my pants laughing oh yeah that was from charger shot and they they posted a bunch of it was a south park clip they all jump into the water and stab all the dolphins so <laughs> yeah, i thought that I was perfect that. i laughed so hard that was so funny the the gentlemen over at charters chat do fantastic work on social media so oh for uh, sure you know they're they're consistently crushing it over there yeah absolutely all right let's see if i can scroll up to find that recent one did your mom do another super sticker i i don't Thing. Or is so, that just because it is that just because the amount it, it lasts? It up just there stays forever. up there for a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Um, oh. Okay. I'm gonna get to Christian Hernandez's, and then if you can uh, find some, that'd be great. So yeah. Uh, Christian Hernandez says no reason we shouldn't win the next four games, and so this is kind of a good point, I think, to to talk about where the Chargers sit in the playoff race. Obviously, again, huge win tonight to save uh, their season, in my opinion. You know, really kind of putting them into the uh, playoff conversation. Uh, Jets have lost back-to-back games as well, which has really kind of you know kept the door open for the Chargers. So as it currently stands, the Chargers are the seven seed. Um, if the Patriots win tomorrow, they would be the seven seed, but obviously we would be tied. Uh, you know, the Patriots have a better conference record at this point. However, the Patriots do have a very difficult schedule down the stretch, and obviously uh, they don't mm-hmm. have Justin Herbert. So um, <laughs> Chargers have uh, obviously the Titans, the Colts, the Rams and the Broncos. So it, the last few weeks have really kind of changed this. I mean, the Titans have not really looked particularly great in any really phase of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Derrick Henry had 120 yards today and it was not even a close game at all. So um, the Titans have some injuries on defense as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling about the Titans game now? Cause I know that that's in the past been a game where all four of us have really kind of, you know, given some pause to obviously given Derrick Henry, in the mm-hmm. way that uh, the Chargers' run defense has kind of progressed throughout the season, I mean, I, I do feel better about the game. I, like at this point, I will pick the Chargers to win that game because of what you saw tonight. Um, even if it was a close, but one, but they lost, I would probably still pick the Chargers to win. Uh, I do worry about the Titans because they'll like again. They just they kind of are a bad ish team that suddenly gets coached to being the one seed some years. It's crazy, but I. I just don't see them being super complete right now and doing enough. Not that the Chargers are super complete either, but it seems like you're building on this performance and you're getting a lot of guys back. And when you have, you know, Keenan on Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, who onside kick, you know, notwithstanding, I, I just feel better about it. Like Herbert looks fine enough, um, healthy enough. I feel good about the game. And I think the run defense will be okay, but we'll see. But again, like you said, Henry's been putting up good numbers and they just, that's all they got. That's all they got. Now the Titans can't go get a lead. You know, the Chargers were playing today with a lead, I think the entire game, Mm -hmm. Um, but the Titans can't go out and get a 10 zero lead, but I I feel good about the game, but it is the big one. Yeah. I mean, they, Derek Henry, like if you can slow him down, obviously I don't think a team is really going to completely, you know, hold him back, uh, you know, unless your run defense is just like incredible, but, 
Um, you know, they don't really have anything else on offense that really scares you. I mean, um, you know, they don't really have a great passing attack. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill has his limits. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they don't really have a great receiver group. Traylon Burks has has certainly made some strides after coming back from injury reserve. But, you know, Robert Woods leads them in targets and he's on pace for like 700 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just not a very talented receiver room. So I think that could make things a little easier for the Chargers in terms of kind of loading up the box against Derrick Henry. Um, and again, you know, depending on kind of what happens with the Titans injuries on defense, you know, this could be another really good spot for Justin Herbert in the offense, yeah. especially if they can get Donald Parham back and that would really help in the red zone. So I feel like I said, I said heading into this week, I felt better about the Titans game than I did the Dolphins game because of this fact, because you really just have to stop Derrick Henry or at least not get like completely cooked by him and you should be relatively okay. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll see what happens there. The final three games, obviously, you're talking about three very, very winnable games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll see what kind of happens with the Rams and Baker Mayfield over the next couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, but then again, you have to go to Denver and win that game. And that's yeah. probably another win and you're in situation for the Chargers. Yeah, I was, again, kind of bummed going into this game because you watch the Rams pull Baker out of obscurity and they beat the Raiders. Granted, thank you, Jerry Tillery, for that one. And then you watch the, the Broncos today. That doesn't look like a team that's ready to die. And, you know, they say, like, they're going to keep fighting. And the idea of Denver still wanting to fight and shoot, like, they even scored more than, you know, 17 points of offense today. Going to Denver, like, they looked like very difficult. Not difficult. Denver will be difficult. The Rams not so much, but more difficult than I expected. I You think at this point in the season, you know, Denver's officially not going to the playoffs now. And I believe the Rams are officially out as well. But two teams that all over this past week look like they're really fighting still. Um, so again, I think the Chargers will be winning those games if they can stay healthy. But uh, you know, not easy. Can't be easy. And it will be Staley versus McVeigh. So you never know what's going to happen that game. Sorry, I was just uh, checking to see if Brandon said you had given any updates or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chargers posted this. Uh, tweet of it was two two pictures right two uh, next to each other uh one says chargers fans touch here and then it's like a, a vertical screenshot uh and it says uh-huh. you are perfect just how you are stay positive you're doing great and all the blessings you need will come your way soon yeah the second picture is dolphins fans touch here and then it's uh justin herbert holding up an l <laughs> that's amazing oh my it. gosh they're firing off tweets, man. They have like, I'm sure over the next, every half an hour, they're going to have a tweet. They've been firing these on. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. Did you have any other super chats you wanted to get to? Oh yeah. There, there's a few. Just want to okay. make sure I acknowledge these. You know, the director sent out, it's uh, send us, it's not Joe's fault. Thank you, director. I have no idea what this spam is. Thank you for making it so difficult to find the $1.99 super chat. Um, this one's $10. So that makes it more. There you go. Unofficial yeah. the director raid. It's not Joe's fault. Hey, I'll take it. You can say whatever you want. And send me money. Uh, from Johnny, am I tripping or did Chris Rumpf play well? Uh, Arjun said he had two pressures. That's good. Like, I think that was, he showed up, I think, a couple of times today. I haven't seen him in a while. So that was nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would say that he played well. He certainly played better than he has. I mean, like, He's getting in the right positions more consistently. I will say that. Like he's yeah. had some, the opportunity the past few weeks to get key tackles for loss mm-hmm. and just hasn't been able to do that. So 
Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's playing better. You know, that could be a sign that obviously he's getting healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. The Chargers definitely need more out of him going down the stretch. They're going to need more out of him next year. Uh, again, we'll see kind of what happens in the offseason with the pass rush. But, um, you know, they need Chris Rumpf to be a viable pass rusher. And so him getting two pressures tonight, uh, I'll take that step forward. Yeah, and I believe he was either occupying two players or was crashing or whatever to stop or get in the way of two players when Morgan Fox had that sack. So I think he was involved in that play at least. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, George Contreras says, I thought the Dolphins were good. Their front seven <laughs> was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'll say that much. I thought their front seven was, I mean, Wilkins, Jalen Phillips. I'm so happy that my priors were confirmed. Um, loved, loved Wilkins. Of course, everybody did. Love Jalen Phillips. Again, most people did outside of the injury concerns. And uh, yeah, they played pretty well. The run, the rushing game had nowhere to go. You know, you could tell they were really keying in on some of these Herbert rollouts. Herbert was just freaking lights out. Yeah, Jalen Phillips was really awesome tonight, both against the run and the pass. I uh, That roughing the passer call, man, might be one of the worst oh. roughing the passer calls I've seen in my life. Uh, oh. I almost am like kind of glad that the Chargers didn't like benefit from yes. it. Because uh-huh. it was just like truly one of the mm-hmm. worst calls of my life. Yeah, that was, uh, we were on the next play. You know, we weren't even, you know, it was over. The Chargers were going three and out. You know, they're ready to go to the next thing. And all of a sudden, yeah, the flag gets thrown, roughing the passer, nothing. That was bad. But yes, they didn't, it didn't change anything unless you want to talk about the clock run out, which I, mean, I guess maybe that did change something, but nah, didn't make a difference. But it was, it was bad. Yeah, I was really impressed with, uh, I forget his name, the slot corner, uh, Hater Kahu, I think his name is. Um, thought that he was really good tonight, unfortunately. Again, really interested to see the film there and see kind of what happens with uh, Keenan Allen, how he looks in that game. Yeah, definitely. All right, keep scoring through. Bolt up from Canada. Onside kick gave me a heart attack. <laughs> Boy, yeah. did it, man. <laughs> Appreciate what y'all do for this fan base. You are all beauties. Well, thank you. Uh, cheers. Yeah, um, the kick, the onside kick was terrible. It was, and I mean the kick itself, because it went right to Josh Palmer. I'm thinking, yes, not only He's did it go it. to Palmer, you know, it maybe even goes past him a little bit, but, you know, like <laughs> perfect. The Dolphins aren't going to get there. And then it doesn't. And I just, I, I tweeted and I told you guys, like, I'm not making it to 30. This team is not <laughs> going to allow me to live into my 30s because. <laughs> You know, I'm looking at my dad, and he's like, oh, you know, you guys are going to win. Yay. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I look at him, and I'm like, yeah, you know, all we have to do is recover an onside kick, and nobody ever does that, or nobody ever, you know, botches that. And, of course, they botch it. But uh, thank goodness for Nick Neiman. Uh, oh, my I, gosh. I immediately tweeted, you know, hashtag Pro Bowl vote Nick Neiman <laughs> because that, I mean, <laughs> that was it. I don't know if the, char- the, the Dolphins would have scored, but I don't have to find out. I, uh, man, my, my heart exploded on that, uh, the bot snap too. Oh, I was geez. like at the four <laughs> yard line. Oh my gosh. Oh man. I, I was so stressed out about that one. And then the, the onsides kick, I, that went right to Palmer. I was like, okay, we got this in the bag. Like, let's go. Yeah. Um, I love that Nick Neiman got some, some flowers after that, you know, Mike Tirico calling him the, one of the better special teams oh, players yeah. on the teams. And that is accurate. You know, I, uh, I've been watching special teams tape more, you know, throughout the season, you know, trying to get a wow. feel for what Ryan Ficken has been doing. Usually I just kind of skip forward, especially last year when the special <laughs> teams were like so bad. I was oh, like, yeah. great, M- miss me with the PAT, <laughs> miss me with the kickoff. Let's go forward next two plays. Yeah. Um, but Nick Neiman is really focused. He's really done a fantastic job on special teams, making key blocks, 
obviously he's kind of the personal pr- protector on the punt team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been a fantastic special teams player. And, you know, if he keeps this up, you know, six round pick getting one of the best special teams players in the league, I think is absolutely worth yeah. it. So, uh, the Chargers have consistently preached like, hey, day three picks, you got to play special teams. Uh, Nick Neiman is is kind of proving that. Josier Taylor has had some great moments on special mm-hmm. teams too. Obviously, he started tonight and played well, but uh, I was glad that Nick Neiman got some flowers tonight because he deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't you don't get a lot of opportunities to do that. I think as a, as a core special teams player, and even when they switch to linebackers, they don't even really want him out there. He like he's just purely a special teams player for them, and he's had some plays this year for sure. And you know, for him to, you know, it's nice to see Ficken. Like when the Chargers just draft guys to play special teams, it kind of stinks usually in the past <laughs> because yeah. like you, you draft these guys to play special teams, but outside of like the one guy each year, you don't get much out of them. It's nice to see them both take guys to play special teams and the special teams is good. Like Ficken's getting the most out of these guys as well. Would I prefer to right tackle? Sure. But I, I, I appreciate that at least – if you're drafting guys to play special teams, at least it's good special teams. Yeah, uh, it's not like Nick Dezumnar, who's kind of just awful at special teams. There was uh, a time I wanted him back, though, because good Lord. Sean Parmenter, Nick in more than flowers tonight. Am I right? Uh... <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, I, I'll send him my address. and uh... <laughs> Whatever, dude. That's what it takes to win. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Uh, any other uh, super chats? Yeah, you we actually to? have a ways to go. Tara Romero, okay. primetime Herbert is a different animal. It was so nice to see primetime Herbert because I feel like we've seen bits and pieces of him in the yeah. two primetime games, but now like, yeah, tonight was primetime Herbert. That was fantastic. Yeah. And normally I'm not like a huge fan of Chris Collinsworth, but I thought that uh, he was really fantastic tonight when talking about Justin Herbert exclusively, there were some other ones when he was like undisturbable or whatever. I was like, what the yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, he consistently highlighted Justin's pocket presence and like Arjun mentioned outside of the the one sack he took from Eric Rowe. Uh, you know, I thought this was a masterclass teach tape performance from Justin, you know, within the pocket moving and navigating pressure and and consistently hitting throws downfield. So just a quick update, Brandon Stidley does say that Donald Parham will return next week. Let's go. No. That's huge. Honestly, like I'm so sick of watching Trey McKitty, man. I'm so sick of watching Trey McKitty. Dude. <laughs> like I know sometimes on play action, like they're intentionally letting some guy through or whatever, but God, tonight, sometimes it's really he did mad. catch a pass though. He did catch a pass today. It's um, true. Yeah. It's there true. was one where McKitty was open. I thought he could have been open for a touchdown and Herbert was just like, no, I'll throw it anywhere else. So throwing to someone that does have chemistry with Herbert would, would just be, I mean, lights out, pun yeah. intended, I guess. And just, uh, you know, activates a different part of their playbook as well. And yeah. Red zone, intermediate parts of the field. He's just a different tight end that you can work with than what they have in Gerald Everett and obviously McKitty, Stone Smart, all that, that crowd. Yeah. So I just got to fly through these super chats. Christian Hernandez, daily the defensive guru, showed the f- up tonight. Yes, he did. Yeah, absolutely. We, we kind of hit on this one. So you want to get to the next one? Yes. Uh, from Andrew Benke, it's fun to make fun of Emmanuel Acho. It's Nacho fault. It is his fault. I have Acho Libre as my, my handle right now. So I get you. We're on the same page. Yeah, fits in. Absolutely. Well, Christian Hernandez, what do you think of Alohi Gilman? Dude plays hard. Man, shout out to Christian. Said in a bunch of super chats tonight. Um, you know, Alohi Gilman, I, I'm cool with him as a starter, frankly. I uh, I I know what I'm getting out of him. I know that he's a little limited athletically, but 
Uh, you know, he really, you know, gives it his all out there. He flies around, makes plays. I think he's a much better run defender than he's given credit for. Uh, so I'm cool with Elohi Gilman. Obviously, I know he has another year on his contract next year. Um, and again, he just has a way of of being in the right spot for turnovers. Um, seems like every other week he's he's kind of that guy that's forcing a turnover or receiving a turnover, if you want to mm-hmm. say it that way. So I thought Elohi played good tonight. He's played good in moments when he started. So, uh, you know, Elohi Gilman absolutely deserves a shout out. I know. First, I mean, listen, credit to the, the Dolphins going, oh, Alohi Gilman's in. Okay, let's find a way to get Tyreek Hill on him immediately to start the game and whoop, pass, you know, pass broken up. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, had a good couple of tackles in there. Obviously had the forced fumble that people are upset with him, like, you know, celebrating that he forced the fumble. But like at that point, I, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I'm sure you want to go to the whistleblows, but. I mean, I think I assume I assume he thought the ball was down and and understandably so. Like once Tyreek Hill got that ball out, like it was just it was curtains, unfortunately, you know, because everybody on the Chargers was like in that pile already. So, you know, I I don't necessarily blame him. I think that's that's just kind of a a freak accident, Mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. For Max Vega, this is probably the closest of a complete game for the Chargers this season. I agree with that. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. We got good moments from special teams. Uh, you know, defensive per- performance was fantastic. Uh, you see Justin Herbert play this kind of game. Uh, I absolutely think that is an accurate statement for me. Sergeant Romano, I think our two best defensive games this year were Niners and Dolphins tonight. You think it has something to do with Shane Day having the inside scoop being of the Shanahan coaching tree? Um, I think that could certainly play a role, but I mean, Staley also spent a year with Sean McVay, who's kind of mm-hmm. one of the, the key architects of the Shanahan coaching tree. So, um, I, I would say that's more than having Shane day there. So, um, you know, again, Brandon Staley, you know, him taking what the 49ers did to the dolphins and kind of replicating it, you know, was, uh, not something I was really expecting to see. Cause obviously the Chargers don't have Fred Warner, the Chargers don't have Nick Bosa, but he was able to really kind of you know, apply what he was able to do, press man coverage, drop the linebackers deep. And uh, his game plan tonight was excellent. His best game plan of the season, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. I got I to gotta bring this up if my internet will let me. Can you still hear me? My yeah, I got you. Okay, hold on. My computer froze, but you can all still hear me. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> well, I'm still here. Are you trying to share something? Yeah, I was going to try to share my uh, screen on Twitter. Emmanuel Acho, there's a picture of him holding social media analyst uh, photo that someone, a, a fan made in the stands. Oh, that's the brisket broads. Okay. Yeah. I saw that they had that sign here. I'll just I'll put it up on my phone. Cool. There you go. I, uh, you know, he says a night in anime, enemy territory until we meet again, Chargers fans. So he has not tweeted anything else other than that. So it's kind of lame, but is what it is yeah i'm still frozen so you know i'm just gonna be chilling here <laughs> or not frozen you're frozen i guess i'm still here am i moving yeah you're definitely moving uh can you hear me oh yeah i can hear you just fine my computer's <laughs> just i don't know what's going on but you just let me know i'll just talk to you uh go through the super chats yeah absolutely um you know, I think we'll, we'll kind of wrap up today's show and, and uh, just kind of, you know, go from there. You know, obviously we've been here for 50 minutes already. So, uh, again, appreciate everybody in here. That's If this is your first time watching the show, um, you know, hopefully you guys can uh, stick around, subscribe, and, you know, hopefully you, you enjoy that. So, 
Uh, we will do studs and duds. We'll have some final thoughts as well. And then if there's other super chats, you know, we'll uh, hit those. But um, let's start with studs and duds. Tyler, uh, I'll give you the first chance here. Uh, stud of the day, or I guess of the evening for you. I mean, where do I begin? Uh, I feel like I always take a slightly different route and I try to avoid Justin Herbert because I feel like it's the easy one. I have to go with Justin Herbert though, man. Like this was yeah. national stage and like, everyone was watching this game. Not just because it was a primetime thing, but all the narratives heading into this week. And we all thought the Chargers were going to all. Most of us thought the Chargers were going to lose. And for him to go out there and put up a great game, I think I saw a picture that Staley gave him the game ball. Of course, um, the team would have zero points without him. There's nothing about anything here that shows me that they can win with Chase Daniel, Race and Stick, or even put up more than seven points. <laughs> he was like uh, on accident too. Yeah. Uh, he, he was fantastic. He was incredible. One of my favorite performances of his for sure. I loved watching him play football today. You can tell that he's a different tier of quarterback than certain other quarterbacks. Uh, good for him. He looked happy. You know, they didn't score a ton of points, but he looked like he was having fun. He was fired up. Loved it. Herbert's my, my set of the day. Easy one for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of the times we try and be, uh, you know, give some love in this segment to some players who who don't necessarily get a ton, and, and I think that's the right approach in certain times. When we we could spend every episode talking about what Justin Herbert does well, right? And this week in particular, like I said, one of my favorite performances of his career. You know, just handling the pressure, the way he maneuvered the pocket, mm -hmm. uh, consistently hitting throws that just were absurd throws. I mean. Uh, you know, the whole social media quarterback kind of came about because Emmanuel Acho would, you know, would always talk about like his arm strength down the field. But mm -hmm. you look at like that throw to Keenan Allen on the sideline where he just, you know, pins it right there. Doesn't even give the oh, defender yeah. a chance to make that play. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Herbert showed off all the tools tonight, pocket awareness, the deep ball to Mike Williams, the accuracy in the short term. Mm -hmm. We saw him check out of three or four plays in, when the Dolphins were in cover zero looks. We saw the whole bag from Justin Herbert tonight, and I think he absolutely deserves all of the love that he's getting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, hopefully anybody who wrote articles about him being not <laughs> that good, or I don't know if he has improved this much oh, as we God. saw from Booger uh, before the game today. Uh, you know, hopefully you you watch this game and you'll watch this tape back and really see how Justin Herbert has improved over the years and what kind of player he is. And uh, I also was laughing earlier. Uh, the Bengals did not have T. Higgins tonight, and Tyler Boyd left injury uh, left early, and they started to struggle. And then it's like, oh man, like Joe Burrow doesn't have all his guys. <laughs> it's almost like having a supporting cast <laughs> fucking matters. <laughs> so annoying how people are like, and he's still on Jamar Chase. He's still on Jamar Chase. Like, try throwing to DeAndre Carter as wide receiver one for four weeks of the season. Like, my God, give me a break. So uh, anybody who had shit takes about Herbert today, I hope you're kicking rocks because it just it was ridiculous all week long. The Herbert narratives that were happening, and I'm glad he popped off tonight. Oh, absolutely! It was all sweet. Yeah, it's uh, amazing to see what happens when other quarterbacks don't have their weapons. And oh, like throwing to the punt returner all game <laughs> is difficult for your offense. Also, when you have cracked ribs and half your line is hurt, that's difficult. Shocker. Yeah. 
Shocker how that works out. And that's even before we get to the rib injury that's been, you know, hampering him all season. Oh, yeah. Oh, that thing. Yeah. No, (laughs) I was, oh, I'm, I'm ready for the Dolphins excuses for sure. Like they were, there were Dolphins fans already saying that they were more hurt than the Chargers were. Like, dude, are you serious? Like, I don't think a team has ever been more hurt than the Chargers were right now. Yeah. uh, You know, two graphics that you can point to Chargers have lost the most wins above replacement. Mm-hmm. Uh, of any team in the league. And then there's also the banged up score that Fox does where the Chargers are are clearly last. And if you look at all the other teams who are in kind of like that bottom five, they all suck. And the Chargers <laughs> are seven and six. And it's almost yeah. exclusively because of Justin Herbert mm-hmm. uh, and some obviously some key special teams moments, turnovers along the way. So yeah, just was, again, very frustrating week for Justin Herbert and uh, social media for me as somebody who really loves what he has done this season. Um, all right, my stud of the day, I could go in a few different directions. I feel like I've given a good amount of love to Mike Michael Davis. I think mm-hmm. you could certainly make an argument for him. I think you could certainly make an argument for Brandon Staley for stud of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't talked a ton about Mike Williams tonight, and so yeah. I'm going to go Mike Williams for my stud of the night. That jump ball that he had on the sideline was just Ooh. crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. being able to kind of work over Xavier Howard. And Xavier Howard's a good corner. I know he's having a, a, a down season for his standards. Um, but Mike Williams consistently showed up in key moments. I mean, they, the way that they used him was, I thought, you know, much more indicative of the way that you should use Mike Williams. You know, you're talking about slants, deep overs, deep posts. We saw the return of the, of the, the, you know, play action boot throwback to the other side to Mike Williams, which, uh, yeah. <laughs> when we were watching that, Brooke goes, I fucking love that play. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was fun. And Mike Williams, obviously he had the touchdown as well. So mm-hmm. you just, you see the offense be different when Mike Williams is out there. And, you know, obviously we saw Keenan Allen come back and, and help things get going. But, mm-hmm. uh, when Mike Williams is out there, I think there's just another gear that Herbert can take this offense to, even yeah. with subpar, uh, you know, play calling and mm-hmm. he just really trusts Mike Williams. And that's something that we've seen consistently over the two years kind of grow. So I, I, I do th- want to give Mike Williams some love here. So I'll give him my uh, stud of the day. Yeah. I mean, there's other than maybe Donald Parham, there's literally nobody else in the team that would make the touchdown catch. Like Josh yeah. Palmer is not tall enough and cannot jump as high and does not make those catches. You know, obviously DeAndre Carter, you know, Michael Bandy's not making that catch. In the back of the end zone, you can only throw that to one wide receiver on this team. Yeah. And you can probably only throw, you know, that play action shot that they have, the deep over. You can only really do that with Mike Williams. And, you know, if it's only three plays a game that he can help out the team, um, he did more than that tonight. But it's three plays that they just didn't have. Like you said, there's another gear. There's just special plays. You know, Josh Palmer has, has been a good receiver for the team, but he, he doesn't always have like those special plays that like, he can't do what Mike Williams can do. And frankly, nobody can. Like he's just been phenomenal with these contested catches so far. Yeah. Love, love what Mike Williams did. Um, I don't know how many studs we're doing today. I do want to get to to Keenan Allen as well. Not because he, you know, we saw him, you know, beat people off the line and have a great game, but on that final drive, he had four catches, three of them mm-hmm. for first downs. Like at the end of the day, that's where Herbert was looking. And Keenan Allen got them, you know, three first downs, had four catches on that final drive that only resulted in a field goal but you know they, they took eight and a half minutes off the clock because keenan was just in sync in some way with justin herbert and it was yeah. enough to help them win that game so i think both of them combined had about 200 yards together i mean that's what we've been missing yeah 100 i mean that drive at the end uh it was so close to being like the very clearly the best drive of the chargers offensive season yeah. um and obviously keenan really spurned a lot of that so 
Uh, Mike Williams ended up six catches, 116 yards, one touchdown on six targets. So he got all of his targets, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keenan Allen, 12, tar- uh, 12 catches, excuse me, 92 yards uh, on 14 targets. So um, great performances from those two. Austin Eckler also had 59 yards receiving on eight catches. Josh Palmer, four catches, 53 yards. So, you know, th- the Chargers are definitely missing a speed threat. And obviously Jalen Guyton is not yeah. on the team. Um, but this is what you get when you have these key players all out there at the same time. So mm-hmm. um, I thought you really see, you really saw the Chargers passing attack come alive tonight uh, and still left some meat on the bone like we've talked about with the play calling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So dud of the day. I mean, I don't necessarily have a, a big one. I don't know if I really want to like dunk on Foster Sorrell at this point. Um, I feel bad for the guy. Now you come around to where I was. Yeah. I feel bad for the guy. Like he's an undrafted free agent out here. Like, you know, in a situation where the team just like does not believe in, in storm Norton or anybody else. So yeah, I like, I guess if you're talking about players, like that's your dud of the day, but I don't know if I really want to like actually anoint him that. Yeah. I mean, it's not fair. And he certainly, you know, who do you get to face? Okay. Nick Bosa. (laughs) Christian Wilkins, Jalen Phillips. There hasn't really been like a cakewalk, you know, opportunity for him. So no, not really. I I would say Matt Filer. He got killed on the screen. Oh, on the screenplay. uh, (laughs) Jerome Baker lit him up, man. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was rough. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Two penalties, I believe. One was the false start. One was the block in the back. One forced a third and 10. One, you know, took them out of, you know, the sink of their drive. Filer hasn't been great, and we can definitely see, if, hey, if we're keeping Michael Davis, we know where the cut's going to go. Yeah, and I think that's the right decision. I mean, you're, the the cliff for offensive linemen really hits once you're past 30, and we've seen some very mm-hmm. unique offensive tackles like Andrew Whitworth and Trent Williams kind of you know mm-hmm. make that not a thing, but uh, Matt Filer has, has taken a pretty big step back this year. So yeah, um, I think that absolutely is a fair dud. I... I think you can make a, an argument here again for Joe Lombardi that we've talked about mm-hmm. um, just consistently, you know, making these very poor red zone calls. Like I think it's just, yeah, it's really frustrating to watch them do one target to the end zone. And it was because Justin Herbert went off script. So, um, yeah. you know, Joe, Joe Lombardi, it was not as bad as last week. I think no. certain people could probably, you know, twist that into him being, you know, better this week. I still think he's, he's just it's frustrating to watch like i'm gonna go back and watch this film on tuesday night Mm -hmm. probably and just be really frustrated at the 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 missed opportunities that they left out there from the screens and from the swing passes and and Mm -hmm. you know consistently calling plays after uh or behind the line of scrimmage so uh, i'm gonna say joe lombardi dead of the day although as chris points out that wildcat play was fantastic (laughs) definitely do more of that i did (laughs) not expecting that at all I, I, when do you pull guys aside from practice? They're like, okay, <laughs> Herbert, you're going to receiver. Eckler's running the wildcat, and I think he had the option to like either pitch it to Kelly. No, it was uh, it was like a, a like a, a zone read essentially. You know, yeah. he could either have handed it off to Kelly, or you know, Eckler could take it. I'm glad Eckler took it because he got like 12 yards on it. So yeah, uh, it was fantastic play call in that very mm-hmm. unique situation. But yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and like, well, sorry, one more stud. It would really just be the the fourth down calls. Um, yeah. Two ones that I absolutely agreed with. Um, wait, didn't they get? I thought they went for it and got two. Didn't they get two? 
Uh, they went for it on the first down, the first drive and missed. And then they went for it on fourth down and scored the touchdown. Okay. Eckler scored the touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then was there a third? I, I thought they made two tonight, but I guess not. It must have been like a critical third down or something. Never mind. But anyway, the, the point is, it just feels like them going for it on fourth down really kind of sparks this team just a bit. And yeah, I mean, it paid off. Chargers won by yeah. six. Yeah, they are one for two. So hmm. okay. um, another key stat before we kind of jump out of here. Uh, Dolphins were three for 11 on third down, which huge. has been a huge problem for the Chargers. Um, so their defense really stepped up big in that moment. And the Chargers were nine for 18. So they they really had some very key third down conversions. You mentioned a couple to Keenan Allen. Uh, nine for 18 on, on third downs, man. Like, that can win you a lot of games. So um, definitely deserve a lot of love for the way that both sides of the ball executed on third downs. Yeah. Uh, that has to be the best of the season for uh, the defense there. Third for 11. And I kept waiting for the bad thing to happen, the bad third down thing to happen. Really didn't. I know. I uh, At halftime, after the Chargers went three and out, I was like, oh, great, here we go. Like, this is, this is going to be one of those games. But the Chargers defense, man, they just kept on coming back at the Dolphins. And they did. Uh, if the defense can play like this and get Joey Bosa back in the next few weeks, like I think we can really start to see the vision of Brandon Staley's defense come together and mm-hmm. you know really get after them in the pass rush again if, if Joey Bosa can come back. Um, the effort and the execution tonight, like there were no real execution errors. There weren't. Like this was really the first time no. where there wasn't like a miscommunication or a blown coverage or you know somebody didn't feel the right way in a run stop like i thought mm-hmm. that they were very clean in their operation mm-hmm. really for the first time since joey bosa got injured in week three yeah. so again brandon staley ronaldo hill the whole defensive staff the whole all of the players on defense deserve so much credit for this because if this had been you know last week's effort for defense or the week before that mm-hmm. I, I think the charters do end up losing this game in a close one so um, I think the Chargers defense deserves so much credit tonight. Yeah, they do. And uh, you could just go down the list of, of players on defense who showed up. And I really haven't been able to do that in a while. Even in games where the you know, defense is okay, you know, or, or they win, I haven't been able to go through and say, oh, okay, John Taylor, Asante Samuel Jr., Lohi Gilman, Kyle Van Noy, Michael Davis, Braden Fajoko, Morgan Fox. Like so many guys stepped up today. And it really did feel like you said just a really complete performance from the I mean, defense. Two- yeah, two passes defended from Michael Davis, two passes defended from Drew Tranquil, mm-hmm. uh, one from Asante Samuel Jr., one from Alohi Gilman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had four QB hits, which isn't great, but it's better than it's been for a while. Yeah. Uh, two QB sacks as well. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you forced Tua to really escape from the pocket, which he's not super great at, not super comfortable in that situation. So, mm-hmm. again, defense played well. You can make a, a big argument for Joth Taylor being – uh, you know, one of the studs of the game as well in mm-hmm. his first career start, as Brian points out in the chat, fantastic in run defense tonight. So I was excited to see him. Uh, he certainly had a couple of rookie moments. Uh, I think there was a, a miscommunication against Trent Sherfield on an over, but mm. um, I thought Jot Taylor was really solid tonight for them. Yeah, and that's huge. I, I'm not in the territory of, okay, we can move to Jot Taylor to the starting slot position and go ahead and move on from Bryce Callahan. I, I'm definitely not there yet. As long as Callahan is fine and healthy, I'm bringing him back. But you feel really good with him just kind of waiting in the wings. Like maybe he's not ready just yet, but he, he got his you know feet wet a bit. 
you see good things from him um at practice you know during the off season you see great things from him on the field that, that feels nice to have a few more years of this player that you can develop and be the heir apparent to someone like bryce callahan yeah absolutely Man, I'm so glad that they were able to put this one together. This podcast sounds so much differently <laughs> than it did a week ago. And uh, you know, I really let that Raiders loss fester for like most of the week. Um, just was really mm-hmm. frustrated at that time. But th- again, this win for the Chargers was huge, monumental. Um, yeah. Just from a playoff uh, chance percentage, uh, according to 538, if they had lost tonight, the Chargers would have had an 8% chance of making Oof. the playoffs. Now that they won, they have a 59% chance of making the playoffs, a near 60% chance of making the playoffs. Um, You know, they currently have the Jets at 37 and the Patriots at 25. So uh, I know that there's going to be like, oh, like, don't get too excited. Don't get too riled up. This was a huge moment for the Chargers. And Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert, everybody deserves so much credit for the way that they played tonight. Again, saving the season for this team. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure might have saved some jobs as well. It, it was great to see. Um, I'm so happy the Chargers pulled this out. Our podcast isn't dead. You know, <laughs> like it was like Christmas break was coming up for me. You know, no more school, no more UCI, all that. Okay, I was going to start watching draft prospect film. I mean, you know, have to at some point, but... Hey, uh, for another week, we've survived onto the Titans. Yeah, you know, I've gone back and forth of like trying to embrace the team and the way that they've just kind of been like surviving in advance almost in these games and everything's not pretty. Mm-hmm. Tonight, I thought was a great performance, mostly very complete all around. So uh, very pleased with this team right now. Uh, again, v- completely different tune than this was last week. Um, and Brandon Staley deserves a lot of credit for having his back against the wall, getting this team right, all of these injuries. I mean, imagine if we could go back, you know, even just like two days ago and said, hey, Chargers are not going to have Derwin James tonight or on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have Sebastian Joseph Day. They're not going to have Bryce Callahan. Obviously, Joey Bosa is gone for, uh, you know, many, many weeks. Mm-hmm. And they're going to hold the Dolphins to really 10 points like I'll, I'll you know i'm not gonna go as far as like three sure points, but really yeah. 10 points and you're talking about Tua going you know under 200 yards passing like it's just a remarkable performance tonight and uh again hopefully this is a performance that can really the you know give the Chargers some momentum to close out the season because it's just been such a frustrating season but if they can really kick it on over those last four weeks it's going to be fun to watch hopefully so Again, have to build on this. Mm-hmm. This is not just a game where you're like, okay, like we're good. Uh, if they can build on this, I think we'll, we'll really look at this win in a few weeks from now and, and talk about it being a really uh, turning point for this season. I would love for this to be the turning point of the season, especially with guys getting healthy. I, after the Chiefs game, was pretty out on this coaching staff. And again, the Chargers can win games like this it's the letdown that follows something like this. Didn't even happen last year. You know, oh, let's go beat the Texans. Yeah, no problem. Oh, oh, you're out of the playoffs. You know, oh, you have to go to an AFC West road, you know, road game to get into the playoffs. Oh, you lose. You know, so I, I do need to see this coaching staff. They basically need to get to the playoffs for me to have my returned faith in them. But something like this, whether it's just Justin Herbert, whether it's just a couple of players, this being their turnaround point of the season, I think is awesome. Um, if it is so if they can build on this i'll be very very happy yeah absolutely so 
again, appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Appreciate Seriously. the director for uh, you know sending uh, sending some people over here. You know he's doing great work over on his channel, so go check him out. Uh, if this was your first time watching the show, again, please subscribe. Uh, you know, hopefully you continue to to stick around here. So, uh, you know, the chat was was popping tonight. We had more people on in the live stream <laughs> than we've had in in many many weeks. So, appreciate yeah. everybody for uh, sticking around this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, seriously, the the support and you guys, I just love everyone's. It, winning is so much more fun. Come it's on, so it's, much more. It's fun. so much more fun to win, dude. Um, it's great for my wallet, but also great just to have like positive things to talk about. I don't want to see this team lose. Again, like I, if I didn't have, wasn't moving, I would have been there tonight. Which of course I missed that game, but <laughs> you know, like I want this team to win, and everyone in the chat's so happy. Like this is what I want. This is what I wanted the season to be. If it keeps going, awesome. I'm, I'm here for the inevitable loss that I feel like is coming somewhere that's built into the season still. Um, but for right now, I'm feeling good. Yeah, like Arjun said to start, you know, vindication. I think for the entire fan base again after the week that. Uh, the media had, you know, trying to victory lap on Justin Herbert, Ooh, uh, yeah. seeing him and, uh, you know, getting this win was uh, fantastic. So, um, again, that's going to do it for us today, guys. If you are listening to the audio version of this, please uh, leave a rating or review. We do really appreciate that support as well. So that's going to do it. We'll see you uh, next time. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.